This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. Once a new business gets to the point where financial survival is no longer an issue, another issue pops up. It's called having an ownership strategy. Bruce Werner learned that as he started and built businesses in finance, energy, retail, and technology, in addition to being a partner in a private equity fund. He joins us for this Biz News interview podcast to talk about having that ownership strategy. Bruce, let's start by introducing yourself, if you would, to our viewers and our listeners. Who are you and where did you get your start? Hey, thanks for the introduction. Thanks for having me here. My name is Bruce Horn. I'm the managing director of Kona Advisors. We specialize in helping owners of private companies solve the problems that keep them awake at night. Uh, I do not have a straightforward story. It is circuitous to say the best. Um, Finished graduate school, went to a company, uh, a startup, stayed to the IPO, started a computer company 25, spent 12 years like a family business that we grew to about 500 million and sold in an LBO. Um, then went and started four businesses, was a partner in a private equity fund, um, and realized I was not suitable for normal employment. So I had to figure out something else. Uh, so for the last 10 years, I've been fortunate. I serve as an independent director for a number of private companies. And most of my professional time is as a consultant and advisor to owners of private companies, typically 10 to 100 million revenue, helping them deal with the problems that keep them awake at night. Most owners know how to run the business, they know how to make money, they know what to do when sales fall off. The issue is when there's something new they've not seen before and they don't have personal experience, they don't know what to do. And that's where I come in. Now, you say that there are things that everybody knows about a business strategy, but you're also talking about an ownership strategy. What's the difference? Uh, a big difference. Thanks for asking. So let's paint, let's paint a picture and I'll help you to answer, help to answer both of those. So if you're a business owner, and let me randomly say you have a $50 million widget business, you've been doing it for a while, you kind of know what it is. Um, well, that's point A. Where are you today with whatever headaches or success, whatever? Here's your current circumstance. Most people understand where they are, not everybody. Uh, my question is, well, where do you want to go to? Not as a business, but as a human. You could always make more money. You cannot make more time. So what do you want to do with your time when you're on this rock? And um, that tends to get people's attention. And then I say, you know, one day you're going to retire or, you know, that mythical happiness at the end of life. My question is always, what do you have to do so you have no regrets and you win the game of life? When you sell your business, you get the big check, you move to Florida, whatever, you buy the Ferrari, whatever your deal is. How do you know, you know what is happiness? And that's about being a human, not about owning a company. And that usually stops people in the track because they spend so much time working. And saying, you know, manana, one day it will be great. Well, manana doesn't happen on its own. You need to plan. Uh, and I will tell most people, if you're thinking about retiring, you need three to five years to figure out what's your new life going to be. Because most people, especially men, identify as their job or their business. That's where you get your power from. 
And when you're not in charge anymore, who's going to care about you? Well, you want to, you need to go make some friends who do care about you. Um, and so point B is where do you want to get to as a human? You know, what makes you feel good with your life? That's the ownership strategy. And then my que next question is, so what does the business have to achieve for you to be, get what you want as, as a human? So for most people, it's a number, it's an amount of cash. It could be protecting the legacy of a family business. It could be, hey, I want to take care of all the people around me who made me successful or the community I'm in or whatever it is. So once I know where you, what you want to achieve as a human, let's design what does the business have to do. Let's get a, a classical business strategy. Then let's figure out the capital and talent needed to go execute. If you need help with a little M&A, you probably need some governance structure to keep, keep the train on the tracks. You probably have some conflict to deal with along the way. If you're successful, you're going to need help with you know, management succession planning. Um, and then moving to exit planning, retirement, and life after the deal, as I like to call it. Now, did you have uh, such an ownership strategy in mind when you started any of your businesses? Uh, I was not that fortunate. I was just trying to find some success. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the concept of a traditional ownership strategy is for, as with most owners, you have one company, you're going to spend decades working there. And, and that is your life. And that's really why I target because that's the majority of the market. If you're more of a serial entrepreneur and, you know, it's just the next trade, then it's, a, you know, the higher level questions are the same. There's nothing that says you can't have more than one business. I certainly work with clients who they have an ownership strategy, but they have multiple businesses they work with. Um, it just makes it a little more interesting along the way. I can imagine if they have multiple businesses under their wings, getting out of them and into a successful retirement must be a real challenge. How do, how do you cope with that? Well, I start by saying, "What? It, please define retirement. Um, retirement is not always uh, you get a gold watch. For those who remember that paradigm, you get a gold watch and you uh, you know you go fishing every day. Uh, for a lot of people, retirement is just a new stage of life where they don't have formal employment. And I'm a strong advocate, as I said a few moments ago." When you wake up in the morning, what are you going to do with yourself? What is your purpose? Um, there's a lot of firsthand evidence. I've seen it in my father's generation. People who've had you know, traditional careers, maybe they were in the military during Korea or Vietnam. They came out and had that traditional uh, path in life. They work 40 years. They get to be 65 or 70, they retire. And they don't know what the hell to do with themselves. And they're dead in six months because they have no purpose. It's about having a purpose in your life. If your purpose is to make money so you don't starve, that's great. That's most of the 7 billion of us. But if you're fortunate to have had financial success, so you have choice, so you don't worry about making a paycheck, it's actually much harder. So for the 1% of the 1% who don't worry about money, you know, everyone says, oh, I wish I were them, which I understand they have a harder problem because no one tells them what to do with their life. They have to figure it out on their own. And that's actually harder than 
when someone tells you you have to go to work every day, you may not like it, I accept, but you don't have to worry about what do I do when I wake up in the morning. Now, you have put a lot of your thoughts and observations into a new book. Would you tell our listeners and viewers about that? Be happy to. So the title of the book is Your Ownership Journey. It's the background of my screen. Came out a few weeks ago. Last week, it hit number five on Amazon. Um, uh, through April 5th, uh, it's available for 99 cents as a Kindle, but um, as an opening promotion. Uh, it's hardback, softback, Kindle, audiobook, uh, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Amazon, all the usual places. But um, what I've been describing for the last few minutes about start with an ownership strategy, a business strategy, capital and talent, governance, management succession through exit and ha having no regrets. That's the journey of owning a business. Um, and so I, after uh, many years of watching, learning, and thinking, I decided to put it down in one place to share with friends and clients. My goal was, you don't, most people don't need the whole book, but if one chapter makes a difference to them, then the book's a success. The subtitle of that is 12 Secrets for Personal and Business Success. Give us an idea of what those secrets are. Well, so um, the 12 secrets are the 12 chapters. I've alluded to them in my comments, um, having broken down the you know, the journey is the life cycle from when you either buy or start a business until you sell it and retire. Um, and so the first chapter is what is an ownership strategy and why is it important? The second chapter is, well, so what's the business strategy to support it? And then I go into depth about raising capital, capital structure. We talk about Porter's competitive model, Chandler's theory of organizational structure, and on on to, to support the, these 12 themes. And what of those secrets, you would, the answers to which you know now, that you did not know when you were starting out? Oh, just about all of them. Um, uh, uh, college, first day of college, uh, you know, professor said a few things. Um, one was, you know you have an education when you understand how little you truly know. As a freshman, it took a while for that one to sink in. But as a senior sitting in the same lecture, I was like, oh, now I'm starting to get it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Carl Jung, the famous psychologist, is rumored to have said, I will take no patient before the age of 40 because they are still children. Um, and when I was a young whippersnapper, I said, eh, I'm smart enough. I can think my way through this stuff. I don't need practical real world experience and judgment. And in my early 40s, I just said, what a fool I was. Um, some things take time and that time cannot be short, short circuited. And in the process of writing the book, things where I had snippets in mind from time to time, but it really took 10 or 15 years for it to come together. As you were writing it, and many an author has told us over the years, they have learned new things as they sat down to actually put things they thought they knew onto paper or onto uh, the computer screen. What happened in your regard? Well, you know, one of the beauties of living is you never stop learning. 
uh, as long as you keep yourself open. The, the back story to the book is I started consulting about 20 years ago and my friend said, well, you got to write a book. Every consultant has a book. And I said, one, it seems like a lot of work. And two, I got nothing to say. Um, uh, 10 or 15 years go by and I realized I had things on my mind I wanted to express. And so about five years ago, I started writing columns. I write a column on Forbes.com and on another site called Financial Poise. Just Google Bruce Warner. It's got all kinds of time, you know, dozens and dozens of columns. And there were topics of interest I was trying to work through myself. And they're great for marketing. You know, so I'd send them out to referral sources and friends. And they would forward on to a client and, you know, the phone would ring. And that's... Um, that's how my industry works. And so after five years of writing columns, you start, you're actually, your focus narrows. I would write on a broad set of subjects because I have a broad set of interests, but over time it kept like going down a gauntlet of, well, what does this really mean? And let's dig a little deeper to get a, uh, a better kernel of knowledge. And so over time, it coalesces. And at a certain point, I realized I had five years of columns. And I said, I think I might be ready for a book. And so I looked at all this content, I kind of, you know, laid it out on the kitchen table, proverbially, and I started organizing them. And the thing I did learn along the way, this, this concept of the journey, the 12 chapters, was never in my mind until I sat down and started to think about a book. And I thought about all this stuff and, and just said simply, well, how and why does this make sense? Um, you know, I'm a strong believer that you don't understand something until you can explain it to someone else and they understand it. Often we think we understand something, but you, you stumble on the words and you realize, I can't explain this. What I always tell people, you know, hey, if you can't explain it to your mom, it's too complicated. Figure, you know, work on it some more. So um, I kind of laid everything out and then thought about priority and sequence and like, what's the prerequisite for something else? And then the whole thing kind of fell, fell into place. And once I had that, the arc of the storyline, as people say, then it actually became very easy because I could take existing content, drop it in, and then build connective tissue and make the whole thing work together. Um, but until, until you kind of see the whole arc of the story, it's like, I got spaghetti on the wall, but you know, I don't, I don't have an idea yet. Well, sometimes spaghetti sticks occasionally, but Bruce, after you had this arc completed, how has that changed how you approach your consulting? So what it does do and how it has helped me is now that I have a defined arc for the ownership life cycle. The first question is, where are they on that path? Because once I know where you are on the path, it becomes very easy to narrow in on what matters to the client. And, and most importantly, how can I help you? Because that's all you care about. Um, typically, they have pain and they want the pain to go away. And my job is to get rid of the pain. And that's great. Um, and so it used to take a while for me to assess kind of where are they, what's going on, um, how do you, how do we put this into perspective so we can be efficient and effective in our relationship? And now within the first 10 minutes, I kind of know where they are. I say, okay, it's, it's list of questions. Number six, not list of questions. Number one, 
Um, and it's easier to make assumptions. Well, if they're there, then they've already passed through these hurdles. So we don't need to talk about that because it's really about where are you today and where are you going tomorrow? My value is getting you from here to there with less risk, more safely, and a higher probability of success. Bruce, you probably have a website where people can get more information and contact you. What would that be? Well, I happen to have two. So for the book, it's very simply BruceWerner.com, W-E-R-N-E-R. For the business, it is Kona Advisors, K-O-N-A-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. Um, uh, there's certainly the usual contact information. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Bruce Warner. Bruce, what would you like to add that we haven't had a chance to talk about? It could be anything. Well, that's a great question. I think, I think I'd like to leave your viewers with the question of, you can't get the right answers if you don't ask the right questions. So don't focus on what the answer is. Focus is what are the questions that are going to make the difference once the answers are revealed. You've been watching the Biz News Podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching.